0: Episode 63, Advocate for Boundaries. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. This is Gretchen from Always a Lesson, and whether you're teaching a lesson or learning one yourself, this podcast is for you. So I'm here to empower you to reach that potential because I refer to you as an elite educator because only an elite educator would take time to invest in themselves by listening to a podcast like this to help hone their craft. I want to first start by thanking you all for tuning in each week. I've received some of the most wonderful reviews on iTunes, so if you enjoy the show, help me by subscribing and leaving a rating with a review. This tells iTunes to continue pushing out the show, which of course helps more and more teachers each day. Today's shout out goes to Awesome Montana, who left a review called, Finally, a teaching podcast that empowers He says, I've been an avid podcaster for almost three years, and when I say avid, I mean I listen to hundreds of hours of podcasts. Holy cow. (laughs) Living in Montana, I get to spend a lot of time in my car. Well, I've searched for podcasts on teaching for a long time, and Gretchen has done a great job of helping teachers navigate the challenging world of education in today's society. When teacher burnout is at a high, always a lesson will help quality teachers succeed and feel empowered instead of disenchanted. Well, goodness gracious, Awesome Montana, thank you for stopping by and leaving such a thorough review. My gosh, I think you win the prize for the most specific and, of course, the longest review I have received yet. So thank you so much for your honesty. I love that you listen to tons of podcasts. I have found that I like to listen to subjects that aren't even related to education, but the messages somehow always apply, and that's really motivating to keep things fresh. So I love that you're diving into hundreds of hours of podcasts on your drive through Montana, and I'm sure you're driving right now as you're listening to this. Well, today I want to help you reignite your passion and potential by talking about the importance of setting and maintaining boundaries, as well as the repercussions that occur when you don't do so. So this podcast episode is especially for teacher leaders, but every educator needs to advocate for themselves, so everyone just needs to listen up. This is going to be one empowering ride. All right, so I like starting the show with the behind the scenes, letting you know what inspired me for this podcast episode. So I have a girlfriend that I chat with pretty consistently on Voxer. She's an educator in another state, and that has been such a great outlet uh, for me, but also for her, because we're able to just bounce ideas off each other. We are in completely different educational systems, like the way things are set up is different, and that helps our perspective, but it also kind of makes us curious and want to take risks in new ways because we have seen things pan out differently in each other's lives. But it's also a safe place to just kind of vent because we don't know any of the people we work with or anything happening in the district, so we're really a neutral party in each other's corner, and sometimes it just feels good to be able to vent to someone who gets it without the repercussions of it getting it in the ears of the wrong person, so I should say. And most of our conversations are extremely motivating and encouraging, but there are some days, like yesterday, where we're just like, ah! <laughs> so I was checking in on her because I know she recently had an injury to her foot, and she was telling me, well, listen to this, now I've hurt my arm and." just going back and forth. You know, one of those days where you're just not your best. And she says, but listen to this. And I'm like, oh. And as she's getting burnt up, I'm getting hot and thinking to myself, I don't know why I care this much. This isn't my life. These aren't my problems. But when you love people so much, especially in your profession, you just like get on fire for things they're on fire for. And I just wanted to jump through my phone and, you know, know, just advocate for her because I was so frustrated. So here's what happened. She tells me that a teacher resigned at her school and she's a coach there and she has to fill in until they hire a new teacher. Well, because I work in a lot of staffing projects, hiring teachers, I know how long that process is. Even when you already have candidates applying, there's just a lot of red tape Things take a while to check references, to come in, especially if you want to do a demo lesson or people's schedules, or this person may already have another job. You know, and let's be honest, it's slim pickings right now because if it's a quality teacher, she's probably, has probably already taken a job or given up and gone in a different direction and is going to try again. A lot of people that are quality people don't just sit around doing nothing, waiting for the phone to ring. And that's kind of what happens towards the end of the season is when you're looking at resumes and applications, it may not be as strong as if it was, you know, prior to summer, some of the people that really go out ahead of the game, knowing what their plans are to shift or to move or whatever. So I'm thinking, oh my gosh, so this could turn into like month long thing here. And I'll tell you what my solution would have been in a minute, but Okay, so that already made me mad. And then she's like, but listen to this. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh no. And she says, and then the following week, I'm getting pulled to do site-wide testing. Which means now she's bouncing class to class, you know, getting data and assessments and whatever. And so I am so frustrated to her. And this is my major beef with coaching and administration. And I'm using this coaching example, but I'm going to turn the table in a minute and talk more about classroom teachers and leaders. But this is just kind of what really set me <laughs> in a tailwind spin here. Using coaches as fillers is extremely dangerous. And at the beginning of the episode, I talked about the repercussions when you don't sound set boundaries. And this is exactly why. Something will always come up, and schools are forever shorthanded. They don't have the people on staff to be able to monitor the lunchroom or count textbooks or help with testing or all these other things. Or like this example, oh my god, a teacher just left. I need to hire somebody, I need a warm body in this classroom to start school that's starting in like 72 hours, like, oh my god, like there's always a fire to be put out, but coaches are a resource that can be very powerful when they're used correctly, and if there aren't boundaries set, then this person is now just being used as a filler, which means they're not working to their full capacity or their full potential, which means the whole reason you hired them, now they're not even fulfilling that. And you may think, oh, it's short-term. It's just this little time period right here. But I'm going to show you how that actually has a long-lasting effect that is really dangerous. And it's not that coaches aren't team players. Like, we're ready to jump in wherever we're needed. However, there is a fine line where we really need to protect our purpose. Like, was I hired so I can do X, Y, Z? And many times, the duty doesn't fall under that umbrella. Now, testing and helping with rounds of testing may already be something coaches are required to do at your school, which is fine. But I guarantee they're not supposed to be subbing in classrooms. However, coaches generally are really super effective teachers. So it's probably better to have someone that's qualified in the classroom but just remember, when you make that decision, now their effect is much smaller because they're not able to get out to all the teachers and to all the classrooms. And I can hear you saying, but it's such a short time, like get over it. But I'm telling you, it's one domino that you think, oh, it's just this one time. It's just a short period. But you're creating an, a habit that's saying, it's okay to use me how you wish. And that is absolutely not okay. And so I told her, you have every right to be annoyed and even pissed. You know, please at some point sit with your administrator, spell out your duties, and then both sign it. That way you can avoid more of this happening. And then I told her, you cannot grow as a coach when you don't have time to coach. Because remember, that's what they're hired to do, is to get with teachers to Cultivate the talent within them so that they're more effective in the classrooms, meaning students are able to master content more quickly and reach higher levels of mastery. But again, that domino can't happen because now this coach is no longer a coach. They're not fulfilling that duty. They're too busy being a fire putter outer or an errand runner. You know, and then what's going to happen, fast forward at the end of the school year. The principal's going to say, well, let's just get rid of the coaching initiative. It didn't work at all. It didn't work like we had planned. We're going to do something totally opposite of this. And the coach is sitting there thinking, well, you never gave me the opportunity to do what you hired me to do because I was too busy doing all these other things. And I don't mind helping you out, but I couldn't fulfill the promises that we set forth at the beginning because I never had the time to spend doing them. And that's why it's so important that you're very clear, especially administrators, on who needs to do what within your building. And if you don't decide that at the beginning of the year, you're going to just start asking random people. And what you're actually doing is slowing down the momentum of your school. Because now you're taking people out of their one main job, which is their strength, they're the expert there, and asking them to fulfill just to you know cover a current need but it's actually now lowering the effectiveness of your school as a whole it's very dangerous and the more that you do that that habit starts sending the message that everyone here is a collective unit and we're just going to take battles as they come instead of having a real plan for what to do and that's the problem is a lot of administrators are so overwhelmed with everything that occurs that they don't have enough time to plan ahead for such things. So I would have said, okay, I have a coach this year. I know things are going to go wrong. Let me problem solve before it happens. I might not have known that any teacher was going to quit as quickly, but it happens. So I would hope that that would be one of the scenarios that I would say, okay, in the past this has happened. Let me just think through what I would do. Well, first of all, I would hire a a long-term sub so that they could come in and be a consistent face in front of students. I may say to the coach, hey, I need you to work with this person, ensure they're set up, make sure they have their content, make sure the standards are there, go over their lesson plans at the end of each day, make sure they have the resources, problem solve with them, because that is the coach's job, is to help instructionally. So I may make this person kind of their buddy for a while, but I wouldn't make the coach go and do their job because now everyone else is suffering. It's like, one person is suffering, so let's put all our energy there, and now the majority of the people aren't getting serviced. So you've just sunk your own ship. But that requires a lot of planning. You have to have a list of people that you can call on knowing that they are, they're willing to be a full-time step, And that's hard. Some people don't want to do something long-term. You know, they have their own lives, or this is just part-time work for them. And so again, that requires in the summertime, you making phone calls and having this list of subs that you can really rely on and anyone that is interested in doing like a maternity leave, which would be long-term subbing or something like this where someone leaves. I mean, you've got to really think through multiple scenarios. So, oh gosh, this just happened. No big deal. I've planned for this. Let me start calling my people. And i Yes, I would call the coach and say, hey, this just happened. FYI, I may need you for a day until this person can get in, but I just wanted you to know versus, hey, you're going to go do this for a month and a half until I hire someone. That's just not using your resources to the best of their ability. And so it really got me thinking, man, I wish she would have just advocated for herself because I hear her frustration, but I'm also mad because coaching is so powerful when it's done right. I mean, trans. Forms schools because you have someone that's an expert in the classroom, seeing things from a different perspective and really helping you narrow down, niche down really into actionable steps to make you more effective, which then helps your students. And you're now not just in that classroom, but you're in 20 other classrooms or however many. So just your reach is huge and the potential for an increase in performance is there when we tap into it And so when I hear of situations like this, it fires me up. It's like, God missed opportunity after missed opportunity after missed opportunity. And now we've just got this habit of pulling this person to come do all these other random things. When you now are waste, throwing money out the window because you have put this position in place, meaning you've used funding for this person. And now you're pretty much every day paying them to do a totally different job and hoping that your results are the same and it's never it's not going to happen. If you're not coaching, you're not going to get results. So let's take this example and think about the classroom. How many times have you been like highly highly encouraged to join a committee or even lead the committee and you're not even interested in it. <laughs> you know, or you're given additional responsibilities but honestly you have no time to do those things. And I want to ask you, do you advocate for yourself or do you just say Okay, you know, I'll do it because you want to be liked or you want to be in the good graces or, you know, you don't want to make any waves. And here's what I'll tell you. If the opportunity helps you grow, you know, it's aligned with your goals for professional development, then absolutely, you know, take it. But if it's just a random side job and you're obviously uninterested, you're not going to be giving it your best. And that's only hurting the whole initiative. So I would say don't lie. you know, Be very honest. But advocate for opportunities that do align. And be very clear what that is. And so in order to do that, I would say if you have one takeaway from today. It's this, make yourself a list of what your goals are for the year. You know, maybe it's becoming proficient in Microsoft Word. I've got a lot of um, veteran teachers who feel like technology is not their thing. They can't even handle PowerPoint, you know, or like I said, Microsoft Word. So maybe just Microsoft Office in general would be your focus or, you know, going with that technology theme again, maybe uh, you're great with technology, but it's consistency, so you really want to enhance your lessons with one-to-one technology opportunities. And so let's say you've made yourself a list, and then any time you a- are asked to do something that's not required, check this list. And if it aligns, go for it, and if it doesn't, then share your list with that person and offer to do something that does align. So they may say, I want you to be part of the cultural committee and set up this festival to celebrate diversity. And you may say, that sounds great. Um, It's not really, (laughs) I'm not really all that passionate about it. And I know it's going to take a lot of hours and dedication for me. So I'm going to have to say no at this point. However, if something arises that has to do with technology, that is what I'm currently trying to better myself in, and I would be honored to take on that responsibility. So you're not just like, no, I'm not doing that. It's no, not right now, but. And when you share an opportunity and give an example of how it does align, and you show the paper of how you're being true to yourself. These are my goals, and this is in front of me every day so that anytime something happens, I'm really focused on getting better in these ways. People are now starting to respect you. Like, wow, that's a great idea that you're that focused and that you're really being honest with yourself about where you should put your time. And teachers are team players. Just like I was saying with coaches, we don't mind diving in. It just can't be every single time. You know, and it doesn't mean people can walk all over us. We have huge hearts and even bigger capacity to fulfill additional duties, but that doesn't mean we should. You know, we were hired as teachers to instruct children, period. And, you know, there are some other things like attending professional development to, you know, keep our license current. But other than those two things, there's really not much else we have to do. You know, sure, it could help the school or the grade level or your class but balance is so important for a teacher so that they'll have a lifelong career which again means that their impact is bigger you don't want someone getting in and you're asking them to do everything and then guess what they leave the school the next year and you're thinking well at least I got them for that one year no you really didn't get the best of them at all because sometimes it takes a while for someone's true potential to come out but if you've killed it before that even arrive, then you really got nothing. And again, that's just throwing money out the window. You had this great opportunity, this great person who needed time to develop and cultivate their talents, but you were too busy throwing random things at them that they were never able to get good at what they're supposed to be good at. And because of that, they left and you now missed out on the benefits of that person's talent. You know, burnout's a real thing. And once it occurs, Teachers don't know how or they just feel uncomfortable saying no, you know, and saying no means advocating for yourself, not just no, but I'm unable to help at this time and here's why and being professional and being honest and being true to yourself is really going to help you do that. If you're worried about being able to do this, then grab an accountability partner and check in often with them to see how they're doing and share how you're doing. And maybe even role play with each other, these difficult conversations. That way you can find your wording, you can find your confidence in the conversation, and then when it happens, you're ready to go. You're you've already prepared for this potential, awkward, <laughs> hard conversation. But you're so fluid with it because you've again prepared yourself. And then the more that you're able to advocate for yourself, the less opportunities come That are not aligned because you've now set the stage for here's what I am willing to do because this is what's aligned with my personal goals. And a lot of the time these personal goals are attached to your performance goals because your school will ask you here is your goal for the year. We need to get better at XYZ and so generally that is your focus for that year in addition to some smaller personal goals. But the quicker you outline what you are willing to do, the quicker those random requests will stop. And yes, it's going to be a painful conversation for a few minutes, but that sure beats long-term pain all year. And when you take time to explain why you're unable to help, you're respecting yourself, and others are going to respect you, and you're saying, I know what I'm capable of doing to remain great. And this will require me to lower my standards of myself just to juggle it all. And it's not worth it for me at this time. I mean, if someone said that to you, wouldn't you be like, wow, (laughs) like that was a very thoughtful, honest, Response, and I can respect you for saying that, versus, oh, no, I have to let my dog out, or, oh, I babysit every day. You know, sometimes you just need to be honest because it's going to keep coming up and you're going to run out of excuses. So you might as well just say what it is call a spade a spade. But what I love about a response like that is you're ensuring you produce nothing but quality work. And sometimes that means keeping your plate light and simple and just going all out with the things that you do have on that plate. And no one really wants a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. You know, they want experts. So find your niche, get good at it, and when opportunities come that don't align, say goodbye. And when you say no enough, people are going to start to realize that they can't convince you to help with their agenda. And that you're just true to your own for the betterment, not only of yourself, but honestly, your promise to your kids. And you may think, gosh, this is really selfish putting yourself first, but you're not. It's actually quite the opposite. You're putting first things first, and you're keeping the main thing the main thing. You're not getting muddled down by all these extras. Your vision is clear, and your head is high, and it's kids come first. And in order for kids to come first, I have to do everything I can to put them above everything else. And if I don't have any energy left over, I can't commit to anything. And soon people are going to come to you specifically with requests for tasks that do align because they know you're going to do a great job and they know it's right up your alley. But you've got to set that precedent first. You don't want to be the errand runner or the fire putter outer. You want to be XYZ expert. So start establishing yourself as such. Set the boundaries, stick to the boundaries, and advocate for your boundaries. It's quite an honor to love something so much that you're going to do anything to protect it. And your kids are that something. And I know that you're passionate about your career and influencing young minds, so go fight for them and go fight for yourself. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on advocating for boundaries so that you can fulfill your destiny. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. Podcast is sponsored by the Educators Podcast Network, a podcast network that encourages you to think about your profession and succeed in the world of education. Whether you're a first-year educator or a seasoned veteran, there is a podcast for you. All of the shows are produced by educators who want to shape education through meaningful discussion and content. So head on over to Podcast. Network.com for more details.